Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. My name is Morgan. For those who are new, welcome to the show. I am the host. Those who are returners, thank you again for subscribing, following along, supporting. Uh, It's great to have you back. Thank you again for being here. I want to say happy 2023. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. If you celebrate, uh, I hope you spent time with family and friends, loved ones, you know, even just yourself, right? (laughs) I did a lot of traveling this year for the holidays and I loved every second of it, but I tell you what, (laughs) I am tired. Uh, Sometimes it was overwhelming, but uh, sometimes I just wish that, you know, I stayed home and just chilled and watched TV because I don't get to do that very often. Uh, so yeah, I hope that the end of your 22 went well and the start of your 2023 year has been going all right. I wanted to kind of also start off by sharing all the great things that are going to be happening this year because it's the anniversary of Holistic Healing. We've been here for a year since January of 2022 and we've had so much success, I believe, in my eyes. And there's, I mean, the messages I've received from people, thank you so much for telling me your story, working with me. I do sessions. I love to hear what people are going through and hopefully find some answers uh, through a more solution-focused kind of realm that I take. And, you know, really get them started or kickstart them, I guess, into healing if they haven't already. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. I wanted to talk a little about my vision for coming up for 2023, because for those who know the show of Holistic Healers, I talk to two different types of people. I talk to experts who have maybe years and years of knowledge and working with clients themselves, and I just give them the opportunity and the platform to share some of their wisdom with all of us. Like I say, I write down, I'm taking notes every single time I'm in an episode. So I, I'm i learning just as much as you guys are. And so I talk to them first. I talk to the experts. And then I also invite guests on who are actually putting in the work, right? And, you know, taking the time, feeling overwhelmed, feeling shame, feeling doubt, feeling happiness too, right? Feeling all the emotions as we go through the healing journey. And I allow them the space too to share their wisdom, what they have gone through, and the knowledge that they've received as their own personal experience with the audience listening. So I have an array of people that love to come on to the show and Uh, I hope that you guys are loving it and learning just as much as I am. So there's 11, yeah, 11 episodes out right now. I have stuff about acne. I have stuff about grief and trauma. I have stuff about gut health and nutrition, mastering your mindset, nervous system regulation, kind of a whole, whole array of episodes and topics. So you guys can kind of just pick and choose what's your favorite. But like I was saying, so... My vision for 2023, kind of for celebratory of being a year of holistic healing, I've had a lot of messages being like, when are we just going to hear an episode of just you, Morgan? Because <laughs> I talked, as I said, I talked to a lot of guests and I love talking to my guests, but I've had a lot of requests as well to have little sound bites, you know, just little tips and tricks that hopefully that people can take with them through this new year and further. 
and hopefully that can be a kickstart, like I said, to their healing journey. So to start off January 1st and every first of the month, I'm going to do little sound bites for everyone, just of little tips and tricks that could be helpful for their healing journey. So for today, because New Year's resolutions are in the air and everyone's talking about goals and things that they want to change in the new year, I thought it would be the perfect time to talk about goals and finding motivation and talking about change. So stages of change. If you've never heard of this, there's six different steps. First one is pre-contemplation. Then we have contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and relapse. So let's take a problem. Let's say I smoke marijuana every single day to manage anxiety. We'll say that. And maybe it does work. Maybe it does help me calm down and, uh, you know, relax my mind and, you know, distracts me from the stress, right? It works for me. So pre-contemplation, the first step is no intention on changing this behavior. I don't want to change. I have no desire to stop smoking marijuana every day. I am just here doing it. So that's, I have no intention. That's the first step. Second one is contemplation. So this is when I'm aware the problem exists, but I have no commitment to action. So I'm aware I smoke every day, but I don't want to do it. And I don't feel like doing it. (laughs) The next one is preparation. So as you can probably predict, this is the intention that I'm going to take action um, to address this problem. So I know I smoke it. I know it exists. And now I'm like starting to think about it. I'm starting to be like, all right, like, you know, maybe smoking marijuana every single day is not the best for me. Yes, it manages my anxiety, but long term, I wonder if it's the best thing for me. And action is actually doing the behavior. You're doing the action to modify the old behavior. So maybe my goal for 2023 is to smoke every other day. Instead of every day, I want to do every other day. And that's change in itself. Even if, you know, other people will tell me, no, you can't smoke marijuana at all. I think enough change for myself is to do half and half every other day. Um, I will smoke and then I won't smoke the next day. So I am going to set a goal. I'm going to do it for the 2023. And the next step kind of moves into is maintenance. And this is kind of between action and maintenance. This is where we find ourselves with that motivation uh, more often. Yes, the contemplation and prepping, we need motivation. But for sustained change, we need to have motivation. We need to find that change. We need to find that willpower to want to keep doing it even after a month or two. When we start to have those excuses, right? Like when we start thinking about, you know, I now I can't smoke every day. What am I supposed to do? So there's the route of, well, just I don't have to do it. And that's kind of what happens with New Year's resolutions very often, right? We just we we're good for a month or two. And then after that, we 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 can't anymore. And that's that's just what happens. Sometimes we spread ourselves too thin and we don't concentrate our energy, right? So we have maintenance, sustained change. This is when we can get past that month or two and you know continue on for who knows, maybe the rest of our lives, even more. And then after maintenance, we go to relapse and this is when we fall back into old patterns of behaviors. So sometimes this happens for people Sometimes it doesn't. It's kind of just dependent on the person. But I would say relapse is pretty normal. Uh, If you think of like 
maybe decades and decades worth of a behavior, right? If I've smoked marijuana maybe my whole life and now I have this goal to stop completely or do it every other, that's a big neurological change in my brain, right? I have all these neural pathways of this habit that I've been doing for so long that now I'm going to tell my brain I can't do it anymore. That's going to be very threatening. It's going to be very unfamiliar when we start to not do it. And especially with the chemicals, I would assume, in the brain uh, linking us to that dopamine and wanting to do it, right? That's going to cause a lot of issues. And just being mindful of that when we're making a change, right? Being self-aware that I'm going to have those, quote, excuses. I don't want to call them excuses, though. But uh, yeah, just noticing when you have those thoughts, like the threatening thoughts, I like to say, when your brain deals with something that's unfamiliar and being able to tell yourself, hey, this is actually something that's going to help me. And just because I'm not used to it yet doesn't mean it's bad for me. So that's the stages of change kind of briefly with that example, pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, sometimes relapse, I would say more often than not, but relapse and then kind of getting back into maintenance and action. So that's kind of, I would say that's the bare bones of change. I like to share that first because sometimes we just want it done. A lot of our society, it's instant gratification. It's wanting that instant result. And sometimes we can't do that and that's totally fine. So I want to really focus in on the motivation piece. And if you guys haven't seen, there's a TED Talk out there. And if I pull it up here, it is called The Battle of Changing Your Behavior. It's by Eric Zimmer. It's really great. Um, So if you haven't seen it already, I've shown it in my groups before and they've loved it. But it's if you played the board game Risk before, he teaches you essentially how to play the game but in terms of changing your behaviors and setting goals. So I want to move into this kind of topic because this is going to move into motivation. So how do we increase motivation, right? When we are, you know, maybe a month in and, you know, we have this goal of maybe going to the gym seven days a week for two hours every day. How do we keep that? Or can we keep that? I guess is a better question. So within that TED Talk, he talks about making goals obtainable. And if you have ever heard, you probably have, of a SMART goal, that's kind of where I like to start with this. So SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So if I tell myself I'm going to the gym seven days a week for two hours each day for the rest of my life, how does that make you feel? Right. And you're probably thinking, oh, overwhelmed, a little anxious, a little stressed. I think of the word punitive. Um, It's not a feeling, but I feel like it's a punishment. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of shame. And if I don't do it, I'm going to get in trouble. That's what it makes me think of. So a smart goal, again, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, timely, specific. Okay, I'm going to go to this gym near my house. Measurable. How long am I going to go for? Um, Let's say... Maybe let's start with an hour. Maybe I've never been to the gym before. Maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's just showing up at the gym. Uh, And I'm going to go for this amount of time. So it's measurable. I can keep track of it on my watch. And achievable. That's the next one. So maybe instead of doing every day for the rest of my life, that sounds pretty intimidating. I can do one day a week and start with that. And so see how it's... We're making it, quote, easier, 
but it's not easier, right? Because we're gonna be we're gonna be starting a new habit. It's not gonna flip like a light switch overnight. It's not gonna happen like that. But as we slowly build up to it, we're gonna gain confidence instead of shame when we overwhelm ourselves. Uh, realistic, right? Is this something that you can do and timely, right? S- still, is it? Is there a time frame on this? Do I know how long I have to be there? Maybe is there a specific workout I want to start doing at the gym to get even more specific? Um, so yeah, SMART goals. That's a great first kind of step to your New Year's goals. And I don't want to say resolution because, um, I don't know. I just don't like that term, I guess. <laughs> but what are some other ways we can increase motivation? Because again, to have this maintenance, how are we supposed to sustain this big goal, right? So Again, focus on the SMART goals, make it smaller, make it attainable, achievable, timely, all that. Next one is in our society, we have this belief that I need to be motivated in order to do something. So if I'm sitting on the couch, but have this thought of I need to go to the gym, I'm going to be waiting around all day until I find this motivation to get up and go to the gym. But instead, it actually doesn't work like that. In order to do something, right? We don't need to be motivated. We have to do something first in order to be motivated. So it's kind of flipped. So instead, we get motivation by becoming active. And when I say active, yes, it can be going to the gym, going on a walk. It actually could just be getting up and doing something that maybe we enjoy or that we value. And it increases that dopamine and creates that motivation to accomplish whatever goal that we have set for us maybe this year. So maybe it's exercise, maybe it's challenging your mind. I always say, you know, if you haven't played a video game before and you want to play a video game and, you know, it's something really foreign to you, it's going to challenge you. Uh, It could be the board game risk, right? Board games, card games, or just trying something new, right? If you have something on your bucket list that you've been waiting to try, go find your motivation by checking off one of those boxes on that bucket list. The next one I have is make a pros and cons list. So it could simply just be like a T-chart, right? What are the pros of going? What are the cons of going? But usually like I have helped my clients with is I make four squares. So the first one is what are the pros of going? The second one is what are the cons of going? After that, then you have of not going. What are the pros of not going? What are the cons of not going? And you're going to focus on the pros of going. We call those flowers. What are the things that are going to create change or motivation? And then what are the cons of not going? You're going to focus on just those two boxes. And what you're going to do when you start to kind of journal between both of those is you're going to find your reasons. You're going to find all of those things that are going to motivate you to go do whatever it is that you want to do for whatever goal it is. So reframing the belief making goals obtainable, those SMART goals, make a pros and cons list. The other twos that I have for you is increasing your dopamine levels. And we talked about this already, but I'm a huge proponent of neuroscience and we can manipulate a lot of our neuroscience on our own. So it's not that you need a medication or, you know, need something necessarily to create motivation. I wish there was a pill for motivation. That would be so easy. But We can increase our dopamine through a bunch of different activities, but also foods. And if you're a foodie like me, I, this was such a great thing to learn because then you could just cook it into your meal if, you know, if you have the access and financial means to do so. 
So when we talk about dopamine, dopamine is your reward system. This is your pleasure. This is what's going to get you um, that drive that you're looking for to continue and have action and maintain that action and goal for your New Year's goals. So activities, exercise, listening to music, meditation, mindfulness, breathing, grounding, all those are going to be helpful activities to center yourself, calm your nervous system, increase your motivation, increase your reward system through dopamine. The next one are foods. So these are a bunch of different things you can incorporate in your meals every single day if you want, uh, things to help with your reward, help with your motivation and accomplish your goals. So avocados, chicken, fish, dark chocolate, berries, green apples, um, greens too, um, apples I think actually in general, and bananas. All those can be really great for your dopamine levels as you're trying to find some motivation for the new year. Then the last exercise that you can do is a values worksheet. And you can look through that for, you can just go on Google and find a value sheet. And one of the things that you can do is look at a big list of values and pick, I say, I usually say five, but you can do three to five. And write down, if you're a journaler, you can write down why you chose those. If we're working together, I'll ask you why you chose each of them. But these should be the reasons you have motivation or why you don't potentially have motivation. So let's say, for example, if I have that goal of either the gym or limiting my substance use and, you know, wanting to do every other day is smoking marijuana, I can find motivation by telling myself, okay, one of my three values is my health. So why is that a motivation? Well, I'm doing this for my health, right? I'm, I don't want to damage my lungs. I can find other ways to not feel anxious that don't have to impair my body. So valuing health is going to help me go to the gym. I'm going to tell myself I value health, so that's why I'm going to go to the gym. And the more reinforcement you tell yourself this, even if your brain sees that going to the gym can be threatening because it's unfamiliar, it's new, it's not something I've done in a decade, right? If I tell myself this, I value my health, so that's why I'm going to the gym. It's going to make me more likely to go to the gym. Now, if it's still an issue, maybe health is not something I value. and Maybe that's the reason why I'm not going. If I don't have health listed on my values, maybe going to the gym isn't something I want to do. But maybe nature is on it. Maybe getting outside is something that I value or outdoor time. I don't know. Maybe going to the gym because it's inside is not going to help me because I don't value that, but maybe going on a walk or going on a hike or going skiing or snowboarding or spending time with friends at a coffee shop outside will help me. So it's very subjective. It's very personalized, but it's an activity you can do, I usually say, every couple of months to reevaluate your values and focus on your motivation. Give yourself that reason for completing those goals and going through the stages of change. So, like I said, I wanted to say Happy New Year. <laughs> happy 2023. Happy 2022 being over. I know that was a big year for a lot of people. A lot has happened. So, I hope this new year um, brings you a lot of change, a lot of positive healing. And, you know... 
it's just it's gonna be a great year (laughs) and i like i said thank you so much for supporting holistic healing thank you for subscribing thank you for following along hopefully these little sound bites that you're gonna get again every first of the month will be useful and helpful to you um because like i said i i'm learning just as much as you are and these things have helped me before so if you have any questions or want to hear specific topics for the sound bites of each month, let me know. If not, I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.